0: I mean, yeah, we are, we are on All right, all right. We are here at the CryptoCosm Podcast. I know it's been a while and I've, I've been running around doing all kinds of interesting stuff. But a lot of it's all kind of shenan- shenanigans, really. Uh, but uh, last couple of weeks, just way too many events. I, I know Vikram. You, <laughs> there's there's been like you know one event back to back, another meetup back to back. So uh, Dubai has been quite uh, busy. But anyways, I wanted to bring Vikram into my podcast. I had him last year for the XT Cast. Uh, you know, to talk about you know DIDs, decentralized identity. You know. Um, you know, what it's all about. So um, I brought him here to, you know, uh, give me a refresher, but also curious to know about, you know, what he's been, what he has been up to with Hypersign ID. So anyways, Vikram, welcome to the CryptoCosm podcast.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Marcos, for inviting me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, awesome, man. In real <laughs> or or on a call, uh you know like all right that's uh, no,
0: cool I, yeah i appreciate it yeah well please go ahead
1: no <laughs> so, i mean you know uh always excited to talk about digital identity and uh, most specifically mm-hmm. these identifiers um uh, mm-hmm. as i told you like as you know already that i've been working on this since last five years on and off uh from uh, almost from Almost a you know hackathon project to now having a full scale uh, app chain going live uh, very soon. Uh, so it has nice. been, it has been quite a journey for uh, at least for my team working in identity. Hasn't been very easy, but uh, we are seeing some traction now uh, with businesses adopting uh,
0: you know dates. Uh, nice, hey, that, that's good to hear. That that's good. To, hey, you started from the bottom. Now you're here and and. So it's great. It's great to see that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Um, sure. Uh, but yeah. So, but sure. Sure. Yeah. But anyways, uh, let's. Uh, l- 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 I'll just. Uh, I will love for you to you know kind of like you know introduce yourself. You know um, what is Hypersign all about, and then we can you know kind of you know free flow into DIDs and business use cases. You know, um, let's uh, help stretch the imagination. You know. Yeah, so.
1: Uh, okay, uh, so hi guys. Once again, my name is Vikram and I'm one of the co founder at Hypersign ID project. Uh, Hypersign ID in short is uh, an upcoming app chain in Cosmos ecosystem. And uh, what, you know, uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about app chains, they are like use case specific uh, uh, chain with smaller set of validators. Um, and Hypersign is specific for identity use cases uh when i say app chain it's not just uh, uh app chain for id it's not just a did infrastructure anymore it's it has much more wider uh use cases like any sort of identity uh, uh web3 identity related use cases you can build very quickly using hypersign id infrastructure we have sdks for uh, more decentralized uh, sort of uh, you know integrations we have apis for faster and quicker Uh, upgrades uh, or updates in your project so so if you are a project owner and you are thinking about integrating dates in your project uh, I think Hypersign can bring you up to speed within a week's time Uh, so you know that's a little bit about Hypersign uh, ID and myself and open for more questions
0: Oh, oh sure, sure no sure, sure absolutely. You know, no, no. Thank you for giving a kind of like a brief overview of what Hypersign is all about. Um, because uh, because w- w- one one impression I get is you know you already been in the space for some time. You so you already created this uh, kind of like this ID solution, which other companies or maybe other apps could uh, use, right? So uh, instead of I guess instead of um, other startups, other companies, you know, build from the ground up, hey, you already have a solution. All you gotta do is, you know, uh, plug and play. Would that be the kind of like the right way to say it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, our focus was every, every so many DID registries are available, you know, um, so compared to the last uh, call we had together last year, then to now, what changed and how we are now getting traction is basically, we went and talked to so many uh, different uh, probable customers or users, and then realized like, what is the missing piece in the uh, existing DID, uh, you know, infrastructure space. And then we tried to on uh, get these uh, features on and then started, you know, uh, building some solutions for them. So since, uh, so this year uh, uh, our, our testnet went live with a new, uh, uh, interface uh, for faster integrations like you said plug-and-play it's called NTP studio uh, since we launched it we have uh, now onboarded uh, seven plus uh, you know projects and uh, like quite big projects uh, who are now using DITs on HyperSign so uh, uh, so definitely you know bringing out a DID registry which is cross-chain truly cross-chain uh, and uh, and second is that very easy to integrate. Uh, so we we just focused on these two aspects, and and now we have some traction. <laughs> you know.
0: All right. Okay. No. That no. That's no. I, I'm sure as a startup founder, you know, uh, this is a positive step, a positive direction for you know greater things to come. So um, that I'm I'm really ha- glad uh, you know glad to uh, hear that. Uh, hear, hear that amazing progress, uh, but I just kind of want to take some few steps back uh, before we get, you know, get into the nitty-gritty of you know, DIDs and why it is so important and how it's uh, going to play a role. Now, um, you know, I've, I've been uh, you know, talking to a lot of people in the Web3 space and lately I've been hearing about DIDs or identity. Or they call it sovereign identities, I, you know. So, um, so for me, I like I'm not that familiar, but I know like you know when I hear other people talk about it, and it's not just regular people, but you know some interesting people from WEF or maybe some other big projects, or maybe some other regulators. They are talking about it, so you know, my spidey senses start start like tingle, you know, like wait a minute, there's uh, something going on. Uh, let's you know work something out let me see what I could uh, find uh, uh, you know so um, j- j- just for j- just to sort of like dumb thing down dumb things down for me uh, I'm kind of curious about what is your idea what does web 3 the term means to you oh uh, so
1: that's web 3 is a broader term but and most Mostly like a hyped-up uh, word for uh, you know, like it's the the most marketed word.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but technically, we have to understand how the internet was built, and then from Web One, Web Two, and now the Web Three, right? Like uh, initially, uh, so long story short, many people know about Web Two, where uh, you know, Web One was like you just can see read read stuff. Web 2 was exactly. like, you can write stuff uh, on on an in, on internet, right? You can uh, uh, send some data to so, to someone else, or uh, you can input uh, add uh, to existing uh, blogs or whatever, you know, add your comments and all these things. But then the Web 3 is about who owns these data. Uh, web 2 was like mostly centric around businesses, like whoever has this website, they are the owner of the data of the website. So even though I am interacting with that website, I am, uh, you know, sharing my data to the business owner who probably right. has this. But technically uh, it's actually not their data. It's uh, the user's data, because then you need to first create a user profile and then uh, you start interacting with other users on the platform, which means they need to somehow represent you. But what Web2 model was that the way it was designed or it is designed, sorry, not was, so, so uh, how the Web2 is designed is that the business owner who is running these servers, they own all the users data, they have the complete control and user is just uh, uh, giving them access to uh, everything that uh, they are interacting. But since all these websites started becoming the uh, one, uh, you know, important important role in uh, personal life right like you have banking everything that belongs to you now it's digital right every everything is going digital and that, which means they somehow started controlling you as a person so web3 is all about how can we you know go back to the basics like a person is person and if they say that we control uh, you know my data money or whatever we actually truly control it and not just give access to someone else to manage or even if we are giving access to someone else we should have a complete uh you know control of this flow right now it's not happening right now it is like uh, since it's it goes all the way to the design of the system right like the way the system is designed once you have given access to your information to someone he just has it, he you know, controlling it. He can do whatever he wants, but what if there could be an interface called Web3 or, you know, different technologies together uh, called Web3. And then with the help of these interfaces, you know, you can have, start, start having some sort of control of the data that you have previously let it go. So this is what mm-hmm. I feel about. It's not just about blockchain. It is not just about, Uh, you know, certain technology, it's rewriting the whole internet. And, and when you rewrite internet, it has to come all the way from the regulatory perspective to all the way to the users, you know, so, so many layers and things, uh, different Mm -hmm. layers need to be solved in order to truly become web 3. Blockchain is just one of the technology and, and Bitcoin tried to solve it for monetary aspects right like they try to give a use case where uh, you know payments uh, which is now controlled by banks and I'm glad they are now people can see the problem there and and yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, it has become much more uh, much, much much more clearer to people that why Bitcoin is a better store of value than using banks to store your money you know <laughs> keep your money. So, uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin was a very good example, and from Bitcoin's learning, people started doing, bringing it to the different le- layers of internet. Like, for example, Hypersign is thinking around the identity side. There are other projects who are thinking on the storage side. Some projects are thinking in the static storage. Some are working on a dynamic storage. Then the whole cloud itself, like there are, there is some projects like Akash Network and uh, some more who are working on uh, decentralizing the AI now so so it's like the layers of uh, different layers that we call it as an internet where we are interacting and how do we bring uh, uh, control of data in these la- different layers back to the user that's in my opinion is what thats about
0: interesting no no thank you for no thank you for giving such a, a elaborate you know like kind of a big picture perspective about what, what web3 is and i i definitely do agree with you on, on on many friends you know as a marketing person yeah you know web3 is a, a pretty good uh, catch-all phrase you know you know uh, to you know to be used like on socials uh, and also helps kind of like um ignite the the imagination of the people. Like when when it comes to you know what is Web three and stuff, and I also personally believe that there's no true definition of Web three. We're still in the process, you know. So I think it's I think it's still fair game, open game for people to you know make an impact and you know define it. I guess so. We'll see how time. Um, I, 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 I guess time will tell. So, is it, but you know, it's interesting that uh, you know you you mention about reading the data writing the data now you own the data and i guess when it comes to ownership of data it always connects to the individual's data or the individual's identity or the individual's uh persona or many personas because uh, i personally believe that uh you know well i'll use you an example vikram like you are not just a developer you are a multi-dimensional human human being. Uh, one aspect is you like Vietnamese food. Second aspect is you are uh, uh, an avid music, uh, uh, you know, uh, enthusiast. Uh, on another front, hey, you know what? Now you are uh, uh, kind of like a, a blockchain community builder. So you know the different personas, and you know that's all, um, you know, something that you 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 kind of own. Uh, But I I guess in the Web2 space, a lot of our data is sort of like, uh, uh, you know, it's stuck with all these uh, big, you know, big firms. So how do you uh, how we use identity or, you know, I guess the Web3 solutions to, you know, uh, change the social consensus. Right. From instead of from a top down approach here, we're having a bottom up approach. So I I, I think uh, that. I, I think that I think that that's something like I see like it, this is like we're actually changing the social consensus and the, the and also the roles like here you're bringing the power to the individual and that individual can uh, if they want to interact with somebody, they can do it. If they don't want to, they can add privacy. I mean, they can do a lot of things. So it, it's a, I, I, I think in one simple sentence, I would say it's bringing power to the individual. Is, uh, would that uh, would that kind of resonate with you
1: yeah yeah absolutely individual on internet like because in in real life you can actually shout out your lungs you know hey uh, i don't i disagree with this but on internet if you're shouting out there is now uh, the it depends on what is the platform that you are uh communicating through right and yeah. if the- wants to shut you down, they can shut you down. It's similar to how, uh, and, but my problem is that this platform might not be the, uh, so example, I mean, this is a very bad example.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> You know, I'd I, I say anything, agi- uh, anything against government or which breaks the, the rule, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, if I'm breaking the rule, I technically am breaking the rule. So uh, there will be consequences. But on internet, it's not like that. Even if I'm not breaking the rule, I'm just speaking my thoughts out. Yeah. The website that I'm interacting through, where I, which I'm using, for example, this tool, if they don't like us, they can set, it, set us down. You know? We have True. no control. Fair Absolutely. point. It's not the same in real world. So Web3 is trying to somehow bridge this gap, especially self-sovereign identity. They are trying to bring uh, using all these technologies, which is Currently, uh, upcoming in Web three like zk blockchain uh, uh, and signatures, digital signatures. How can we uh, club them together to make Web three more real to the real world? You know, more Mm.
0: make
1: internet more real to the real world. Okay,
0: so trying trying to I guess you're trying to make sense to the real world. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I. Because um, it's a good example. Like we you, you see a lot of social media platforms, e- even uh, even also like certain businesses too. Like say like an email uh, responder. Like think of your your MailChimps or your ConvertKit. Um, like you know we we talk about crypto. We I mean like I know MailChimp doesn't allow it. So other businesses, other email uh, responders. They are fine with it, so yeah. Um, you it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, th- th- so that's where, like, you know, this is where, like, you know, um, as a regular guy, um, I'm not a techie, but I, but again, I do realize. I know some, maybe also some other people too. They they realize the importance of, you know, um, owning their own data or to be able to move from one platform to another. Uh, take their data with them. But say, for example, like at MailChimp, I talk about, uh, you know, hey, I'm sending a, a Bitcoin newsletter. Oh, then, you know, MailChimp just shut, uh, shut me down. I have no access to my, you know, my newsletters or, you know, like all my content. It's gone. So um, I, I, I guess that I I, I, I guess maybe, you know, not many people realize that, hey, there is another solution now, that there. there is another option out there so I, I i think we i guess we as an industry need to uh, uh, uh bring that message uh to the people out there w- would that be a fair uh kind of like a fair assessment or do you have a different uh take on this
1: no no absolutely if uh, uh any anyone uh whether he's an investor or developer or or just users in in, in the crypto industry they are all uh you know somehow at some level they are fighting against the against the the whole uh, centralization philosophy right and uh, yeah we all are evangelizing uh for uh evangelizing uh this web 3 to be adopted uh by you know mainstream mainstream uh businesses uh and at, at certain level you know, mainstream businesses have actually started uh, in, uh, getting in in Web3 space due to whatever reason it could be, you know, whether they see it like a fast monetary gain. It's okay. As long as, you know, we are making changes in the, in uh, at a core level in the, yeah. in the industry. So definitely I agree with uh, all your points.
0: Yeah. I just want to go back, you mentioned about, you know, some, you know, sort of mainstream like your businesses, you know, they're now they're coming to Web three. Uh, I, I I remember I talked to a friend of mine. Now some of these corporations, you know, now they're getting uh, they they started getting into NFTs. Uh, um, yeah. Then, then then they're going into crypto, which is quite interesting. So I I I think the main reason is there is an economic incentive. So which is
1: what like the Bitcoin paper talked about, right? Like. Uh, or or any uh, uh, you know white paper. The first thing that ev- every everyone asks in a protocol, like they read about the protocol, what is the incentive? I think the incentive, although it's a, this term is very vague, uh, mm. and, and and it has many different meaning for each person personally. Uh, but but what I what I am saying is that uh, it's okay incentive is not just monetary incentive it can be any sort of incentive incentive like something which motivates you to do more right like that's the whole idea mm, yeah uh,
0: uh,
1: social incentive monetary incentive or whatever different ways but in in crypto world every project first think about like how i can incentivize my community right like that's the first question everyone asks like what yeah. is and why this is like the reason being uh, you just be clear about that what would be the uh, incentive for someone to get uh, attached to this uh, uh, business model uh, in case of web2 this is not clear I will tell you why even if they say like this is the incentive but technically the the actual incentives are much different than what is being uh, sh- uh, shared um, also, there is no transparency in that. Like anytime businesses can change the rule, but in crypto, this is not the same because you can actually read the code or you can do some sort of audits of their existing uh, implementation, and you will know. Like, hey, this is the incentive. For example, just take an example of lending uh, platforms, like uh, or or platforms like Aave. Uh, uh, you know, these these app uh, uh, DAOs now coming up so many different DAOs so in my opinion the only thing which attracts people is that hey if they are saying like this is what they are going to do as long as the code remains same and there is no new version of it this is i i I should i am assured that it's never going to change anything in the monetary or non monetary incentives that i have i'm getting from this so so definitely like incentive is one of the important uh aspects of I think uh, crypto world (laughs) Uh, Mm. and that point newer businesses because business will start also start seeing the interest of general community and they will see like hey there is uh, definitely something happening there uh, so why not we also jump on board you know uh, Mm. happening in all the forefronts like technological forefront trying to bring blockchain as near to what businesses currently have in their infrastructure implementation it becomes easy for the developers to understand the technology and been fast so the trust for the businesses have started you know coming coming in into crypto uh or blockchain um and the second part is that definitely the uh, now it's a trillion dollar industry right uh, much bigger yeah. than dollar at certain point uh so it's a fair chunk and everybody wants the piece of pie
0: so both no sure $1. sure no 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 definitely a, a, a valid point i think uh uh i think the growth of crypto is not going to stop um but i just wanted to kind of take uh, some few uh, you know just few steps back you know um You know, we can talk about, you know, the economic incentives, you know, using the blockchain or, you know, using crypto payments, or using Bitcoin or Monero or any of these cryptos. Um, But I'm kind of but I wanted to, you know, go back to um, uh, digital identity, sovereign identity, DID, you know, um, because I know, uh, you know, governments are talking about it. Uh, Many of us in the space are... I mean, I remember last year um, talked about DIDs, so could you share some, maybe your insights on what economic incentives are there for individuals or companies to use DID, like how is yeah. that going to uh, make my life better, whether in from a business sense or economic sense, or maybe from a cultural sense too, I guess yeah
1: um so we'll take one by one uh, sure. business sense uh, economic economic sense and then the cultural probably cultural would be more connected with the users um uh, so uh, the, uh so business wise it's more around data privacy and security and 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 uh, what is happening like you know uh you might have seen the breaches. Like data breaches have been increasing tremendously. Oh, I think every uh, day there's a breach. <laughs> yeah, there is, every, and the reason being because of as I told in, in my previous answer, like it's the design of the internet. Currently, the internet is designed in a centralized uh, way. That you know, at a, at a certain certain time, we were like, hey, this bank became centralized system, and we were happy. Oh yes, it's connected now. So the whole point is like there is one store of data uh, storage and there is somebody uh, who is managing all this uh, storage uh, uh, and keeping trying to keep it secure or whatever it's now the whole responsibility of everybody's money is just with one entity or one person you know that's how the the internet is currently designed and because of this if the person forgets to lock the door <laughs> <laughs> then, then uh, uh, you know we will, uh, people will end up uh, losing uh, their funds because of someone else because we are trusting on them it's fine okay. we are trusting on them because you know you want to uh, let go of the the day-to-day work that is required to keep it safe and you might not be uh, as a user you might not be you know fully equipped to keep it safe But on the other hand, why trust on only one person? Why not diversify the trust, you know? So that's where the uh, trustless systems comes in. And uh, so business wise, now the problem is business started, okay, we will started becoming powerful because they are controlling a lot of data and they are becoming a trust provider, right? But then what happens is like, even a smaller mistake can lead to a huge business loss, for example, uh gdpr compliance have uh, started becoming stringent like uh, if you lose somebody's data your database is getting hacked uh, business, uh government is going to put you huge amount of fine same uh, in india and apac also i wasn't seeing much uh, much interest towards uh, mm. uh, data privacy but from last 3 years because the number of data breaches have increased tremendously like india ranked three third in 2021 across all the data breaches that have ever happened. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. That's a, there's a lot of scammers in India, man. Like what's going on, dude? Like,
1: <laughs> and, and not only that, you know, India is still 40% of the Indian population is right now on internet. There is 60% wow. who come to internet and we are already clocking top three in the data breach. Imagine what will happen when we have... Man. Like,
0: Okay. I know I, 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 that, that's kind of scary to think about it, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the first point why businesses should adopt something like, you know, dids and, uh, you know, redesign their uh, 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 identity uh, system is because because of all these data hacks, like you have to start thinking about it. There can mm-hmm. be multiple ways in the centralized way to do it. But every centralized solution is like, you know, one uh, solution then there is there is a house and then you keep building walls 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 there will be someone who will break all these walls and get uh, stereo, yeah. uh, uh
0: yeah i i guess it's, it's because again it's, it's just a matter of time like it depends like if there's so much of money in that house for example look I, I think the economics makes sense to go you know break into the house you know uh, yeah. uh, unless you so it, it, again same thing with hacking, right? It's all about economic incentives, whether it's much more economical to go hack a centralized entity than a decentralized one, because that requires so much of energy and time. So, you know, people have yeah. will be making choices, right?
1: I'll give this example. Bitcoin itself. Just look at the market cap of Bitcoin. Who runs Bitcoin? Can you tell me one company that runs Bitcoin code? And you are... And, and we have like uh, now a decent amount of uh, value on Bitcoin, right? So uh, or same goes for Ethereum or a uh, little yeah. more centralized finance, smart chain as well. So what I'm trying to say is that uh, there are now very good examples of different layer of decentralization of how a business would want to connect to like, maybe not everybody wants super decentralized solutions, but sure. what I'm saying is the blockchain technology can definitely help in reducing the cost of management of data if they are, think, uh, they can start thinking about redesigning the way they have designed their uh, system.
0: Okay. So, and, so basically, sort of like redesigning the whole security structure of the internet. Yeah.
1: Yes, uh, starting oh, okay. from identity because identity is the, I told you, lock-in key, right?
0: Yeah. That's
1: the first layer that you interact with in any system. I told you, you have to first create your account and then you interact, start interacting when you are creating an account that itself means that you are trying to represent yourself on this particular platform. yeah now, the way the account management is designed is in the centralized way it's prone to hacks and uh, you know data losses. Yeah. So and initially it wasn't important because you know there was this whole collect data and become big like you know there are so many giants now uh, sitting on huge amount of pile of data. Uh, so, nobody asked questions, but when the hacks started coming in, you know, breaches started now and people started getting aware that these guys have my own personal data, important
0: stuff
1: yeah. my life, they are collecting every every minute and second, you know, uh, what I am doing. They oh, have- every
0: click, you know, yeah, they have all that data, right?
1: And then it's getting hacked, so someone else is getting to know. So then they are not doing their responsibility, right? Like they are
0: supposed
1: yeah. to keep it safe. Then it's there is a need for redesigning of the system, uh, not just from a monetary aspect, but in general, like you know, for a human being to be uh, free <laughs> and uh, still be able. Yeah. To... <clears throat> so, uh, to, uh, coming back to more specifics, like you know, the the company or and not company but an organization, it's a non-profit organization called World Wide Web Consortium. They govern internet. Uh, they write. There are folks. Uh, uh, anyone can become part of that, and you can contribute in redesigning the internet. Or depends on what is the current situation and how we can make it better, better, better. So they have come up with self-sovereign identity standard, and uh, now it's not anymore in draft. It has been accepted as a standard, and they are uh, suggesting the businesses to move from uh, centralized uh, solutions to adopt. Self-sovereign identity standard in their uh, implementation, which will help them reduce cost of managing the data and second, increase security uh, in the cloud, uh, you know, infrastructure.
0: Ah, oh, uh, okay, and, all right, interesting. Yeah. interesting. Uh, but no, but just I was to say. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, please, please, go ahead.
1: Just last point. So, for any change to happen, right, there needs to be some sort of enforcement. Only then you see wider uh, ad- adoption enforcement in the sense that either there is enough incentive for businesses to change their existing infrastructure into SSI sort of interest or there is a new law like GDPR or in India now there is a privacy law which will enforce them to hey you have to start thinking about it you cannot just keep going the way you have been so both ways there is incentive for businesses to first to become futuristic, futuristic solution also like what will if, if SSI becomes part of internet like like how we have HTTPS, right? Maybe in future, the IDs can become <clears throat> uh, standard on the browser level. So then everybody will be looking for the uh, registries. And you want to uh, be a business that, that will start, you know, then it will become expensive. What I'm trying to say right now, if they're yeah, not, yeah. Now, it is much, much more cheaper because the all the new systems they can redesign in the, Thinking from the SSI standpoint, so that's oh, like right. yeah, aspect very important.
0: Interesting. No, okay, that's no, no. Actually, it's, uh, it's interesting to learn about the 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 SSI standards and uh, this. Also, this uh, is nice to hear. There's this drive also to you know get businesses to think about these. Uh, you know data privacy and how to you know like decentralize and stuff but i know it's still a long way to go um but i was just thinking about when it comes to you know like dids like like your registries and stuff uh, because i know a lot, a lot of governments are talking about it a lot of uh, international organizations are talking about it and you know uh, the same did c- uh, uh, could be used you know to protect the individual's privacy but if they want to share certain details hey you know like um the governments have to ask permission, ask your permission for it, you know, kind of change the social dynamics. Well, um, that's,
1: that's like the second point, like three questions you asked, right? What is the incentive mm. for like why businesses and why users should adopt it? Uh, okay, yeah. So, the social incentive. Um, that's that's like the main important point of DIDs, like how to bring back control of the data back to the user. Dids uh, and uh, DID is just one of, it's, it's like the name of the technology, but technically what they are trying to do is as a user, how you can still interact with internet the way you are doing right now, but you have control of every aspect of your data. Like you provide the access to the businesses, like what, what, what is changing is like the currently, the cloud belongs to the business that you are mm. interacting from there to cloud belonging to you. So imagine that um, like sort of Google cloud, but, it's not in control of Google. It's control of you with you. And as long as you have your DID, you can actually move the move your, uh, you know, data cloud from one provider to another provider without any changes and everything remains same. And the businesses, whenever they want to request this, uh, these data from the user, they can request it via the user cloud. So, for example, just okay. to give you a specific example in case of hypersign. Every time, if you uh, log into the, you know, identity wallet, we create a new database for the user. And this whole database is encrypted, uh, decentralized, and stored some in a way that it can be uh, recovered. Uh, even internet goes off and on, whatever, you know, all these. Oh, nice.
0: Okay.
1: The thing. But the main, main difference here is that every user have its own data, database, not just... Uh, so mm-hmm. you know like shared hosting and self right yeah. yeah. so hosting is like one hosting provider where you just request a small uh, uh place like for website compared to you having your own hosting so so the difference here is yeah. that of interacting with businesses right now they have one database and for you they create one account there from there yeah. to you having your own database and they provide us just hardware to store it and keep it for you. And you can move this database from one business's business to another business without any problem because that's what self-sovereign identity standard makes it easier for the user. So redesigning the internet from the centralized entities from there to bringing this database access to the user. So every user has its data databases. Right. And the- Businesses can request data from each of them, rather than business having a database and user requesting data or giving data to some other person from the business. This is
0: the All way right. it, has, it has changed. All right. No, that's good. That's good. No, I like that. Yeah. Now, uh, now I'm kind of having a, a you know a, a, a good you know big picture perspective. So. Um, I, I was about to think, I was about to mention to you, uh, I mean, just to go back, just to, to talk specifically about uh, uh, HyperSign before we go, um, you know, you, you have worked with, you know, different uh, business, uh, some bit different businesses. Um, I, I guess, I, I guess um, because I, I want to ask you, like, you know, what kind of businesses, I m- maybe in your point of view from the Web2 world, um, would, uh be attracted to digital identity or uh, like
1: i think the digital identity thing was built first for web 2 world how to fix the (laughs) web 2 oh really okay okay uh but then it started getting adopted by web 3 because web 3 doesn't have identity and they needed a better design identity system for you know in general web 3 because web 3 has its own philosophy of decentralization self-sovereignty and uh, you know, all the yada yada. Uh, but that's why it started getting adopted. Uh, you see a wider adoption of this in uh, Web3. Web3 has its own challenge. Like it doesn't have a uh, user identity. It just runs on wallets, which is sort of a technical representation of keys, how to manage them. So how do you club all these together and form certain type of identity and try to understand your user not by taking their personal data, but just understanding their behavior, you know, and how do you aggregate in a in an easy way, which is also decentralized and not centralized way of aggregating. Otherwise, if you start aggregating in a centralized way, then you are again going back to the same design of Web2. That's why DID started coming picture in Web3. Now in com- terms of Web2, any bizna- business who has currently user account in a centralized way, they can okay. change it to a decentralized a- a system. Some of the use cases, I can name it for people to just understand it easily. Like uh, healthcare, we have, you know, uh, so many apps where we manage our healthcare, health information. So imagine that these information are so important for you. It actually tells exactly about what you do and how you are, uh, whether you are healthy or not. And it's not in your control. You are storing it with someone else. What if that system can move to a self-sovereign identity system? Second is your national ID. Like what if the national ID can be uh, converted into self-sovereign identity uh, standard? In India, there is a new example now that government have uh, taken step towards uh, not the national ID yet, but okay. there is something called um, DG uh, Yatra. So uh, all your uh, tickets, like flight tickets, now you can onboard your flight tickets via DG Yatra app and digi is is complete self sovereign identities uh, you know based system and whenever you go to airport if you have a digi pass you get special access that's where the social inter- incentive is you're not paying extra you are you are able to manage all your data in a very na- all your tickets in a nice application plus you are going getting uh, vip access for Uh, you know airport like you just go there you scan your QR code and boom you don't have to show your face to some 10 people if you have a DJ Yatra app because DJ Yatra app already pre verify you on multiple aspects like your social ID or uh, your government ID uh, and then your tickets everything is already verified so you just go QR code scan 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 and enter. Uh, uh, India is now very you know that is moving very fast in in terms of technology so this was a huge success uh, from for self-sovereign identity uh, folks, like you know, government adopting it in their ecosystem. So that's one another example. Third one is uh, any sort of digital document. Like one of the startups in India, they are using HyperSign to build a document signing application. Like mm, okay, they have business they have they they are into HR solution and they had cost of let's say uh, around hundred thousand contracts to be signed and we work with them and help them reduce the cost substantially almost like 40 uh, percent to 50 percent lower uh, Using DIDs rather than uh, You know going with the centralized Oh, provider. interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I-, I gotta ask you this here because you know uh, You talked about like, you know uh, Getting these web two companies who have all these custom accounts. They would be the right I guess uh, clients or audience to get into the DID space but in uh, is there uh, some sort of uh, like the transition is it pretty fast or is it does it cost a lot you know initially or like you yeah. know to move people uh,
1: no uh, in my opinion it doesn't cost a lot otherwise this startup would never use us you know we actually reduce their cost okay,
0: so it, okay.
1: It, uh, yeah. you know that right uh, the whole point is Bitcoin network is actually cheaper than using blockchain, You know, uh, sorry, using banking infrastructure. You know that, you, you understand? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, totally. <laughs> yeah, <Right> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> right here is an, is an easy example that uh, banking, using blockchain as a banking solution is cheaper than using your traditional solution. Because in traditional solution, you have 100 middlemans and each of them are sucking some part of, uh, share in in when the you know fund flows. Same thing in the data industry, like uh, all the cloud providers have 100 different solutions in between to safeguard your data, but but it can be done much at a much cheaper cost if you use blockchain technology. I,
0: I guess uh, uh, it's cheaper, more effective, you yeah. know, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I get it. No, I, I, used, to, no, I used to work at American Express and like in the financial space. So yeah, there's a lot of middlemen out there. So it's also interesting to learn like in the the cloud space and the data space. I don't know. There are a lot of middlemen too. So this is interesting to learn. Okay. So now I'm having a better idea. Like, hey, there, there are better solutions out there that doesn't require so many middlemen. All these vampires, you're know, all taking a little bit of, you know, the the extracting the value so okay okay now now, okay i can see that now now it kind of makes
1: uh so any any, i guess any mm, business that uh, blockchain solution is more expensive they don't understand blockchain it's actually cheaper to use than your traditional uh, system Hmm. but Uh, this is why we built the infrastructure and now we are providing it as a solution for others to use it
0: all right okay no this is good okay no this is good to know see i see i think uh the, what we just talked right here i think uh has uh like that message right there is needs to i believe that that needs to get out uh like to you know to the regular space because uh i know not many people because i know a lot of people have this assumption that oh you know sort certain okay Generally, you know, blockchains are kind of slow, that, you know, there's a lo- lot of, you know, there's a huge learning curve, which I understand, but also uh, I-, I think there's a, uh, there are some right incentives for people to move out of the old traditional space, whether it's banking or in the data space to, uh, I guess, blockchain, or I would like to call it the Web3 space. So, uh, I mean, just for easier connection, Um uh, so yeah, uh, no, no, that's good. No, 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 thank you for sharing that. I think that's um, I think that's uh, one of the points. I feel that you, you need to, I guess, repeat that more often. You know, so uh, yeah, all of us need to repeat this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, because like when it comes to banking and stuff, I mean, I barely use any banking and stuff. Like a lot of times, I use Bitcoin Cash or whatever. So it's just, it's just easier. It's just uh, uh, it's just an easier experience for me. Compared to using the, I, I, I know a lot of people are used to the banking system, but they just don't know any better. Actually, the, the, culturally, that the, 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 that's that's the truth. So I think I think maybe it's the same, similar transition where the DID uh, is going through. So um, so yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That no. This is interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know. Uh, for identity companies, it's uh, it has always been challenging because it's uh, it deals with the. Uh, I told you, you are giving the uh, access of your lock and key of your house to someone else. It's lit- literally that. But
0: yeah. this is
1: where the problem is, like these identity providers, they centralize uh, the whole system, and you need you as a business trust on them so heavily that whatever they ask you, they suck money from you because they are like now the lock and key, right? Like they have the
0: lock
1: and the key for your whole business. Imagine that you can, you don't need to trust on somebody. It can be now uh, moved into a decentralized blockchain and you trust on a blockchain as long as the network is running safe. uh, You know, your data is uh, safe.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hey Vikram, uh, I think we are about to come to an end. Um, But, you know, before we go, is there any inf- any important information or any interesting information with regards to DID that you know people like us, whether our peers in the industry or the regular people, should know about? You know the importance of DID. Is this?
1: Um, I don't say like they should know about importance of DID because DID is more of a technical term but i always say the same like you know be mindful about your data how you are interacting with a business uh when you are sharing your data how can you minimize the data usage uh uh, you know uh, uh, sharing and uh, resharing of data just be mindful about it and start talking about your uh you know data privacy
0: awesome nicely done Vikram hey Vikram thank you for uh, enlightening me and uh, our upcoming audience uh, here at the cryptocosm um, uh, I really appreciate it i, I think uh, uh now i i 'm in a much uh, clearer picture picture why some some of the big players are now starting to get uh, get into d i d so um, so yeah, and no, thank for you know bringing that clarification, talking about economics culture usage i think the uh, uh, I think these are this is really great info. So, anyways, fam, we gotta go. Yeah, we got so Vikram, thank you for joining in. So, uh, we will catch you guys next time. We will you will see some of the you'll see more Vikram uh, here at Coffee Crypto as well as with Atom Dubai. You know, I'm, I'm hoping there'll be some more events happening, right? Yes,
1: yes, in June, probably around June, we are
0: planning another one. Awesome. All right, good. That's great to hear. So, anyways, fam, we gotta go. Y'all be good. Y'all be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, no, 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 don't. Oh,
1: shoot.